spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking about the coffee and the chicory, taking a shit on Janice and her husband, and thinking of those sandwiches Jimbo made. I suck at talking like this. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. We got winners. We got losers. Chain smokers and boozers, and we got yuppies, we got bikers, and we got thirsty hitchhikers, and the girls next door dress up like movie stars. Mm-hmm, I love this bar. We got cowboys. All right, welcome to No Fucking CD, guys. Oh yeah, we're back. We're just just spending some time down home. Yep, at the bar. <laughs> we are back. I like that the last several episodes have started with "We're back" <laughs> after yeah. an extended period of time. Yeah, we're sorry That's, about that. No, well, you know what? I wanted to make this announcement. I didn't tell you, but um, since we've missed so many weeks, I think we're going to start offering the podcast for free. Oh, and finally, you, no one has to pay for it anymore. It's totally free. Um, it's a freemium podcast. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, premium content, but for free. So, so, for, so big for, change. For $800, you can ask a question now. That's Yeah, well, that we're going to charge. There are in-app purchases. Yeah, exactly. There are in-pod purchases. Um, if you want to hear part two after we take a break, that's that's $800. Good. Okay. Um, okay. We just need exactly $800. Yeah, one, one of you guys can... Yeah. pay for like the whole lot we are it's just literally one payment of eight hundred dollars yeah. and everybody's good and that's it we're yeah. desperate for exactly eight hundred dollars got a very can't say why airtight business model yeah. <laughs> i'd say yeah uh so yeah we've been gone we've been working a lot we've been gone and, since, uh, since you've been gone since you've been I gone know, I just... we i like how we like talked a lot of shit about other podcasts mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. just and then I went into miss- hiding. <laughs> yeah, we're like well, the, we're like the Beatles. Yeah, you know that's what I say a lot. Yeah, to many people who anyone who will listen basically, I say that we're basically like the Beatles. That's what everybody thinks too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that we're really ahead of our time. Even today, basically, still ahead of our time. We are ahead of our time. In fact, we actually have time to record today mm-hmm. before whatever the fuck we got to do happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we spring forward, I guess that's what we're racing against. Even though maybe it already <laughs> happens. Maybe we recorded a week ago. You know, Who knows? something's been a little weird. But Something has been weird. Yeah, no, this is podcast savings time, so mm-hmm. that's why we're slowing down a little that's, bit. That's right. Um, but we are now, so we're in the last uh, three episodes of season six A. Oh, so there's no thirteenth. That's only up to twelve. Um, okay. So that's just a true fact. This is the you know again the true facts podcast. True facts. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been a little while. Um, we got separated for a little bit there, just traveling all over the country and, you know, just yeah. out there on the road. Brendan was co- and, coaching a final four yep. March Madness basketball team. Yep. I decided to, uh, go back to college in my thirties and apparently I'm very good at basketball. And yep. so they just made me coach right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. The co- every coach you see in a college basketball team was a player that they said, you're really good. You should become a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what happens. Yeah, they just look old. I mean, I don't know much about sports, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, I don't think our listeners do either. Mm, it's hard to say. Some of them do. How much How much can we get by them? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> all uh, the players are drunk. <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole time. Yep, every sports player gets very drunk before games. Yeah, that's why they're running into each other. Basically, yeah, exactly. That's why they get so angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the main thing. Yep, you know, football players are whiskey drunk. Yeah, um, basketball is definitely Hennessy or oh, Nat- sure. Natty, I, I, Natty Ice. Mm-hmm. Natty Ice is college good. teams. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah totally. It's for cheap sure. by the thirty racks in, in a box. Yeah, yeah. beer in a box is always good. Yeah. Beer in a box. Yeah. So uh, great. I feel like we've caught up um, on what's going on in our personal lives yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Well, um, um, we also didn't mention both of us planning weddings. Yeah. That, yeah. It complicates things a bit. It does. They don't they leave that out when you go to buy the ring. Mm-hmm. They don't mention. Mm-hmm. And um I feel like there should be sort of a disclaimer, you know? Yeah. This is gonna complicate things. Yep. This is like another job that you're taking on, basically. I know I've said this, but again, if you haven't yelled at your parents in a good long time, <laughs> pull, try planning a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works. Yeah. Um, and to anyone, I was I was waiting for uh, for a good opportunity to. Well, I, I I don't I didn't actually find one, but I wanted to deploy a, um, uh, what's her name, uh, AIDS mom, uh, mm. uh, Liz Liz Laserva gif. He's planning a wedding for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's what I want to say to everybody. Like, don't fuck with me right now, okay? Yeah, I just got off the phone with my mom. <laughs> I yelled at her. Just <laughs> send the, have that ready to go in your yeah. text messages. Just show it to people on the phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm glad we had a chance to really savor this episode. Mm-hmm. I watched it a whole three times, actually. Oh, because oh, you watched it like a couple weeks ago and then last week and then this week as well. Well, that. Yeah. And uh, I I just really, I'm very committed. Yep. That's <laughs> you know? That too. I just really, I, I love this episode. Also, it's really hard for me to keep in my head when shit happens with all of these, all of the, all of the New Hampshire business mm. and the Johnny Sack and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is where like, this episode has a lot of good shit. This is sort of yeah. what we've been waiting for. You know, like we got the, the requisite Sopranos sort of, we're going to, f- we're going to forget about Vito for an episode. We're going to forget about Johnny Sack for an episode. Let them kind of twist in the wind a little bit, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, uh, you know, the linchpin, I think, of the series, at least this season, Salvitro. Yes, agreed. He's the members-only guy. Yeah, yeah, he is probably. <laughs> Him and uh, Johnny Sack's brother-in-law, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like two most important Sopranos characters. Johnny Sack's brother-in-law kills me when he's like the coffee with yeah, the, the chicory. And he's like, I suck at talking <laughs> like this. A friend with the stomach. You know, he just... A-S. A-S. <laughs> he stinks. Yeah, I love that shit. But he's but trying really hard. hard. I don't know if I'd be any good at that either, but... I guess, but like, yeah, because they're really good at it. My favorite one of those was uh, in the first episode, actually, when Tony mentions our non-shellfish eating friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something that immediately comes to mind for me for like Orthodox Jews. Yeah, not the first thing. There are a lot of other things, like our friend with the hat, Mm -hmm. our friend, Mm -hmm. I guess that could be, that's kind of vague. Right. That could be an entire baseball team. Yeah. A drunk baseball team. <laughs> Again, they're all drunk yeah, all the, the time. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Not at practice, but during the games. During the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. That's how they make sure it happens. Yep, exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, uh, we get some. Let's talk about Johnny Sack. Okay. His, uh, what's a good metaphor for this? Uh, his star is rising. What do you want to call it? Yes, his star is rising, which I think generally means uh, your life is over. And that's right. what's happening is that his life is um, metaphorically over. So yeah. that's, I guess, just a metaphor by itself. 
Good. Okay, uh, good. Yeah, Johnny Sachs, um, he is in with the uh, lawyer guys and judge guys and the courtroom guys. Right. And um, he admits something that we know to be false, but he says that he's yeah. part of La Cosa Nostra, which yeah. is not true because it doesn't exist, but he yeah. says that in a court of law. So. I, it's an it's a really interesting saga because you basically just see him get broken down, yeah. And you see a guy kind of, well, really putting what's once and for all like putting the most important shit on the on the front burner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when the when all the New York guys are complaining that he admitted to the existence of this thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, um, that's it, it's so fucked up. It's awful. Yeah, it's really hard to watch. And this is a guy who's literally just been stripped of everything. I mean, he's a horrible, horrible man. He didn't deserve any of that shit to begin with, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, if these people had just gotten an education and a regular job, they'd probably be as rich as they are. (laughs) You know what I mean? Possibly. Johnny Sack, probably. I mean, I feel like he would have been pretty successful. It's Um, amazing, though, that they really I mean, I guess so his net worth is four point five million. Sounded low to me. I wasn't sure what to think of that. I, well, yeah, I guess. I guess that's like the the legit shit that they could track down. Right. Not the stuff behind the pool. Right, <laughs> as right, his brother-in-law right. says. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I never really understand that. Because like net worth... It seems it seems about right, I guess. I yeah. mean, for a mob guy. I mean, I, so I just does, don't that know. That includes what... all assets minus debt. So yeah. it's like your house, your car... Minus what you owe on them. Right. Stocks, bonds. Yeah, the IRA account and IRA stuff like that. Account, yeah, yeah. Stamps. Yeah. The but vintage like, Wurlitzer. I wonder how much like John Gotti was worth by the time he died. Because I think that I think on the show, or I think maybe it was off the show, that uh David Chase said that Tony was worth like two million. Which is it seems hmm. like not that much when you think about a really all powerful guy, but at the yeah. same time that's a fuck ton of money to just have. It's a fuck ton of money. You know? Yeah. Like people so, people retire on what, like five hundred K less than that? I mean, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. If you retired and you they say to like have, you know, somewhere around there when you're uh, retiring at thirty five, which was my plan. So <laughs> yeah, you definitely need <laughs> that two million. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. So that's what that's what I want, basically. Yeah, that's what we all want. Yeah. Um I mean, I just need that eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and, and then I'm good. Just re- and just, then I can just really retire. quick, just real quick, real quick. Yeah. Let me borrow it. Yeah, you holding? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, the net worth thing is kind of it, it's always escaped my understanding a little yeah. bit, but I guess I guess it's just that I think I, I thought that like for the New York guy, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it right. would be like some crazy amount, and I guess we find out like he's got a, he's probably got tons of shit around like the Bayou leasing thing, which is going to net him like almost three mil yeah so there's you know there's way more i guess yeah yeah right, that's right. probably what it is but yeah it's uh it's sad because he starts out yeah. really wanting to like like the first scene or one of the first scenes that we get with him is when he's talking to his attorney mm-hmm. who's saying you know it's my it's my obligation to bring up the idea of cooperating mm-hmm. and he's basically tells him to fuck off in a very serious way yep <laughs> and um <laughs> and he says uh, seriously fuck off he said seriously fuck off yeah and then, but slowly over time, he sort of gets chiseled away and then he just takes it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that a big thing, I mean, I'm not built to do that kind of time, 15, 20 years, whatever. Yeah. Fuck, fucking two months. Uh, like, yeah. A uh, night would be too much for me, probably. Yeah. I'd feel terrible. Yeah. About myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd call my parents and apologize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but that's the thing is that like. He's an old guy, and he's got conspiracy to commit murder hanging over his shoulders. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 15 years actually seems fairly light for that, you know? Right. That, 
Yeah. We don't know how many murders they gave, uh, the, the rats, you know, gave the DA. Mm-hmm. But it's probably more than one, <laughs> you yeah, know? I would assume. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Who was the rat again? There was uh, Jimmy Patriel. That... Jim, Jimmy Patriel, yeah. Yeah, the, right, right, the, right. The guy with the tennis match. Right, yeah. yeah. My um, guy won. Uh, yeah, who knows? But still, like 15 years just seems fairly light. But then again, I mean, think about it. That's such a long time, day after day. But still, Yo, I, of course, I can't remember that. 15. Well, I can, but like, it's like 15 years. It, that's so long. It's so, so long. Yeah. I would just lose track of time. Yeah. I, that's like, that's like the foreseeable future. Yeah. You know? But I mean, if, if it was life versus 15 years, you know. Oh, you uh, take it. Yeah, of course you take it. So, of course, he, I don't think any one of those guys. Well, I guess maybe like Philly Atardo, but a lot of those guys in that room complaining would probably also take the plea deal, you know. Of course, and that's not... the that's the ultimate irony of yeah, it. Yeah. And all all John's doing is is corroborating something that they already know, first of all. Yeah. And second of all Right, right. And also he decided not to cooperate, which Phil Leotardo doesn't give a shit about, apparently. Yeah. And then also he provided for his lowercase F family. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I don't want to say the word, you know, I don't want to call it honorable, <laughs> but yeah, but like he, that was clearly his priority. It was the logical, smart thing to do. I mean, you have to just start worrying about yourself in that situation. Yeah. Which is just goes to show how far caring and empathy goes in the mob world. You know, they, yeah. uh, Tony immediately says that he's no longer friends with Johnny sack. You know, he can't believe that he used to consider him his friend. And this is, you know, but he's, I mean, he says that on, it's it's interesting because when they have that conversation with Salvitro, yeah, and they act so offended, you know, and they're act they're like they're like what what lawnmower man? So yeah, John's guilty, you yeah, know. That's, like it's a great scene <laughs> carrying the sands of Iwo Jima box sets, each of them with one, yep, or multiple copies for and all I, we know. And I think there's a giant spell spelling error on the on the box really it says sands of iowa jima <laughs> but I, maybe i was wrong i don't know i like that that, yeah. may, that, that that's that might be a spinoff yeah you know? yep um but you know they get all butthurt about it when when sal mentions that sack is guilty mm-hmm. but, but but you know in the cover of darkness between them amongst themselves they're just between us. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Between, you know, in, in terms of the intra mob mm-hmm. communications. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Um, they, uh, they're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause I guess that's, that's like a deterrent in a way is to not do it, you know, not do what Johnny Sack did. Like you're just going to get cut off from that world entirely. I mean, they can barely so, hold it together though. And that's, I know, scene. I know. I mean, they're like, what, like what Tony says, are they like, like, hook tasers up to his balls and like beat him mercilessly with a rubber hose because you ever think of that and sal goes no but of course that makes sense like i, can't, I love the deadpan i can't believe that he got away with being sarcastic so well yeah you yeah. selfish prick sal uh should we jump to that opening scene real quick uh with sal and tony with sal and tony yeah 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 I mean, because that's part of the same continuum, right? We're starting mm-hmm. out where, like, Tony is fronting to the outside world. We got to take care of Ginny. That's what we do. It's part of it, mm-hmm. as he says. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid, should anything ever happen. Yep. This is not what he meant, though. I mean, at the at the Omerta conference, <laughs> right? Whatever, yeah, whatever which they called. hold yearly, yeah, but yearly. in the. Uh, uh, Switzerland. <laughs> they, Switzerland yeah, yeah, I think it's like the summit, the the Omerta summit, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like you know, he's he's talking about how Ginny needs to be taken care of in uh, in all these ways, and then kind of systematically like between what Johnny does and what happens with John and what happens with Tony, like he kind of like strays from that path a little bit, at least in terms of his affect. 
He's like, fuck that guy. And then he like buys the house from, he basically forces Johnny to sell him the house. Yeah. Which is hardcore shit. Yeah. But Tony gets his in the end, you know? I mean, and Janice gets hers. And Janice, yeah, of course. And Janice gets hers. Yeah. Um, we'll have to talk about her as well. But, uh, is this the end of Salvatore? I think he's, he stays around for a couple episodes or not, or or or, or so. Really? Rather. Maybe? I, I don't, don't know. Th- I, I really think that this is... Him and Finn, I'm pretty sure, are in every episode until the finale, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know. At least credited. Yeah, you know? definitely in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah and in the opening credits... As it, Sal and Finn. As Sal and Finn, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Finn, yeah. Salvitro, <laughs> Michael Imperioli. <laughs> Finn DiTrullio. Gandolfini. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely Finn's last episode. Maybe. We looked it up on Wikipedia. We did. We had to look it up this time. Because and what a send-off. He sure. takes a beer from Meadow, and then the camera pans away forever. <laughs> and that's just a, the end. Just of... like a command performance, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. Just being the most boring character in the history of the show. Yeah, and now he's in commercials. And uh, and he was in Boardwalk Empire. I guess... For I... a hot second. Yeah, okay. I With believe Benny. you. I believe you. Benny okay. was in Boardwalk I knew, Empire I knew also. Benny, yeah. Benny was in... Uh, uh, Doogie Hauser, Doctor Hauser, the show. Doc Doc Hauser. Uh, I always think of that whenever. That's the first thing I think of when I see Benny. I never watched Doogie Hauser. Mm, I saw some. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So Sal Vitro is done. I guess. Yeah. He's 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 free in a way. I th- although I think he still must be working at the Soprano household. Yeah, we but just the don't Sopranos see him probably anymore. pay him. You know. Do they? Are they? Or maybe I'm not. not. Really sure. Maybe not. But you know what? Maybe. Like, yeah, because the sun is there in that that time. Meadow, I mean, uh, Carmela and Tony are looking out the window, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess he would think. I don't know, but but anyway, the Sacrimony <sighs> House has to be like that's a major ball ache mm-hmm. either way. You know what I mean? And Polly doesn't have a garden, so one free house is not the end of the world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's a big fucking house, the Soprano. Yeah, mansion. Um, but yeah, luckily Tony and Janice are in a bit of a fight slash power struggle here, and so this to- is an Tony interesting situation. Seems like he's like giving him a reprieve, but it's really just kind of like, yeah, fuck you, Janice. You don't get a free gardener coming to your house like anymore. You know? Yeah, That's, it's he's sticking it to Janice there. Is, is she doesn't a, even know it, but she's sticking it to is her. That how you, yeah, but like only in the sense that she's going to read it that way. Because like yeah. any reasonable person would be like, okay, fine, we'll f- we'll that's cool. Like we'll yeah. we'll handle that. You gave us this crazy house, this, yeah. this McMansion. Yeah, she really lucked out. She really, really lucked out. It really shows her true colors too, because they yeah. go to celebrate. I mean, the wives do the same thing that the men do. Mm-hmm. Like they try, they they show up to celebrate Ginny's birthday, and they're just trying to like get her, you know, get her get her to buck up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you know. A few scenes later, Janice is going around the house with a decorator and mm-hmm. like so excited and completely ignoring the fact that Ginny is just like sitting there crestfallen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a it's strange, up, so upsetting. It is very upsetting. Um, yeah, I mean, Janice has just has that just completed her Olivia transformation. I mean, by the final scene down in the wine basement, Tony's still unpacking that wine, by the way. So that was a quite I think the he was score. Just, he, was he twisting? I thought there was a couple that he was putting on the shelf for the, or maybe he's just like rotating a little bit. I think he was rotating. You got to mm-hmm. move the label. Maybe that's how we can actually figure out how long it's been. Yeah. How often are you supposed to do that? I'm not sure. I, yeah, I know you're supposed to do something like that, but I thought I thought he was pulling them from out of a box and, and unpacking oh, more. I don't know. We'll have to go to the video footage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have yeah. every episode in super slow-mo, so we can <laughs> check that it out. It's super slow motion yeah. all the time. Yeah, they, all, they shot additional footage at 120 frames per second, so you can slow it down. It's very smooth. I heard they shot the final scene on IMAX. Yes, they did. They yeah. did. So they it definitely holds up did. in 4K. 
Yes, um, but it's in mono audio for yeah. some strange reason. But still, <laughs> yeah. it looks amazing. Well, that's the funny thing, actually, because there's all this stuff that now, like that, I missed when I was at, watching in standard def, but or DVD quality mm-hmm. is DVD standard def. Yeah, uh, no, it depended really. It, dep- okay. on your, it depends on on your TV. Crappy old TV. Yeah, DVD player. Mm-hmm. DVDs. Um, oh, and also like downloaded from torrent sites. Mm-hmm. So like just some DivX bullshit. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and then you got to get the S video converter out of the PowerBook into the TV. Mm. Whole to do. Mm-hmm. Um, back when you needed a friend to move a TV. Yeah, now you don't need friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Yeah, but uh, you know, I used to watch and like, uh, there's all this slow mo stuff that they do every now and then with mm-hmm. an edit, and you can totally see that it's like, oh, totally, that yeah. it's marching very slowly because yeah. they didn't they didn't shoot it on uh, literally not on a on a on a red or whatever the fuck. No, for some strange reason they didn't shoot with a camera that <laughs> hadn't come out quite yet. You would think right. that HBO money you could, yeah, but they shot it at regular speed and slow it down. And they someone sh- asked us about that. Did they shoot on film? I believe so. I don't know. I'm quite positive they did. Cool. Uh, it wasn't one of those video cameras like the guy in American Beauty with the giant screen on the back that like oh, bl- like bladers used to use. I think you're right, actually. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's what that. it is. Yeah, and they shot it. Yeah, it's all just kind of voyeuristic. Like they, these yeah. things just happen, and they just really shot it from their window. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Um, I believe they shot on film. So mystery solved. <laughs> Finally. Well, I'm really glad I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's probably just relieved at all of the things we're debunking in this episode. You know, yeah, like this is... Finn's last moment. Mm-hmm. Janice has a house. Mm-hmm. Salvitro, main character yeah, yep. <laughs> the Sopranos. Top billing. Top billing. No, I mean, he's, he's the above only, the line. He gets, he gets up on his hind legs to Tony and like won't let it go. Yeah. And I think that he impresses Tony a little bit. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, I think Tony, Tony can respect it. You know? I like that. Yeah, I think it's a mix. He's, he's, he's a cool guy. He's reasonable. Yeah, Tony's extremely cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe it's a mix. Maybe he's kind of like you know simultaneously giving the giving him the a break slash also just being like fuck you, Janice. Yeah, but um, he bought him a fucking huge house. He bought Janice a huge house. Yeah, he bought Janice and Bobby. Right. Yeah. Well, because he. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can we can go ahead and get right into that. I guess. I mean, he 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 has uh, like to get into Janice. Do you want to? Yeah. I mean, always. If you want to, always. <laughs> um, I'm ready. There's uh This is. We talked a little bit about uh, before we hit uh, 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 speed on the audio here. We talked a little bit about this being Melfi's a pretty big episode for Melfi. Um, this is true because she basically tells him that uh, Tony wanted to fuck his sister. I mean, big big but, thing. That's a you know. Yeah, but like it, it, he interprets it at face value, right? But I that's mean, not what she means. No, it's not. It's I'm just his, you know. Yeah, no, no, I know. You're just, yeah, I'm just it's okay. I mean, come on, I'll, I'll explain. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm flailing. It's his first like man woman right. sort of like role experience. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, it doesn't mean he was like whacking off to her or something. You know no, what that's, I mean? That's, I took it at face value. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what a, he that, thinks. Yeah, that's what Tony thinks. That's what I'm imagining now. But like the roles of a man and a woman and <clears> stuff <throat> like that, and like how it feels natural in certain ways. I think that's what she means. Right. You know. Right. Um, but he has a complicated relationship with her, um, partly because of that, partly because yeah. she is becoming Livia in a way. And, uh, Completely. and he, she's also he's, getting better though. I'm, imp- I'm a little impressed with Janice. We have these episodes every now and then where it's mm. like, oh, like she's running that household pretty good. You know, she is, but and in Bobby Jr. A, doesn't seem like a very good kid. 
<laughs> no, I guess. Well, who I don't know. But he, she's also she's doing the Livia thing where she's really just being very undercutting and borderline oh, insulting. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's she's true. like, "Do you want to go bring out your four card?" No, didn't think so. I mean, that's bullying. You know, not to not to be some like PC libtard here, but I'm just saying that's, that's like straight up parent. bullying. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, it is a little bit mean. But also, Bobby Jr. seems like kind of a dick. Yeah, but he's, you know, it's like he's supposed to be at that age. It's like, okay, good. Yeah, he's being like a little bit of a dick. Or something. Yeah. Oh, 13, I thought he was 14. like 25. <laughs> Somewhere around there. He's getting his Just, bike out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eric's brother's shooting a music video. <laughs> they got dry ice. Uh, very exciting. Yeah. We always have dry ice in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, we, we, we got dry ice. <laughs> we do. for yeah. sure. A lot of black lights and dry ice. It's fun. Um, yeah. So we were going somewhere with the Janice thing, but I think it's basically right, no, just she's that she's Olivia a little yeah, bit. She's yeah, she's Olivia, and she's she's you know, I mean, they are brother and sister. They have that yeah. same kind of uh, first of all the soprano rage, and they also have that controlling nature and manipulative nature. And and Brutal. he gives her the house, but like it's mostly self serving, and it's also really selfish on her end as well that she mm-hmm. just kind of goes in and demands certain things just because she, you know, I mean. Bobby was a pawn in this plan, really, to get to this point where she's like married back into the mob in a way. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Y- you know, it's a good call. Yeah, thanks. I mean, she, yeah, she played it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, and she's been she's been pushing Bobby up the chain. Yeah, and she's she got this house out of it. But my question for you is like, because I I was thinking that. Tony was a little bit impressed with Janice and how she's running the household. She won't let Bobby drink a beer because he had the Vicodin. Mm. You know what I mean? The recliner's broken. Yeah. Um, you know, they're dealing with a teenager, which he's used to doing, and he yeah, will continue yeah. to do well into AJ's 30s. Right. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's, I mean, Bobby Jr. could have a fucking PhD, <laughs> but, but AJ's still going to be living at home. Probably, you know? yeah. That's um, true. But, like... I can't, I, I mean, I originally read it as him being like a little bit impressed with them because mm. they're like doing a lot with what they have, which is yeah. plenty, but it's also like maybe he realizes that they deserve a break or, mm. or are you saying that with the Olivia thing he's watching and he's like disgusted for some reason? Yeah, I think he's like a little disgusted because he's making that connection where it's like, oh, you know, I mean, everything goes back to Olivia in a way. Like, yeah. like she, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like Janice is like the first woman his age-ish that he could kind of like feel out how to deal with women. Yeah. But Olivia was number one and now she's kind That's of become sure. that. And I think he's making that connection and, just, and uh, he has that look on his face that he has when he like, you know, when Gloria says, poor you way back in season three. Oh, you know, and you can tell there's like, like a short circuit in his yeah, brain. Yeah, like, oh, I've yeah. seen this a million times. But also I think that, you know, he's, that he's also really looking down on Bobby for not being a like a real man in this episode. Yeah, you know when when Janice takes the beer away from him, I think he's just like disgusted that Bobby's not standing up for himself and being like, "No, that's my beer. This is my house." I think he's just like this guy is soft. You know, yeah, he is a little. Well, he is a little soft. I mean, he is. I mean, he that's true. Is. Yeah, but in good well, ways. He, well, yeah. I mean, and and like, I you would rather hang out with Bobby than you would Tony. Like, he Tony would be a fucking dickhead, you know. But Bobby, you could probably uh, like watch. Well, I mean, it'd be I mean, I'd hang intoxicating out with them, in a way, but not at the same time. Yeah, but but you know what I mean. Like, Bobby's relatable to us as regular people. Whereas Tony's yes. like this like scary psychopath. Well, because Bobby's not built for this shit. Right, he's not. And Janice continues to push him into it. And yeah. ultimately his death. Right. Um, and it's 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 a very interesting situation because Bobby is more 
relatable, definitely for the audience. Yeah. But it's interesting because at the same time, like you find yourself sympathizing with guys like Johnny Sack in this episode. Where oh, like, well, totally. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold up a second. Actually, he's like, he he's like terrorized New York for yeah. years and years and like killed plenty of people. Yeah. Um, but it's still like a tough moment when there's that long silence before he's like, all right, I'll take the deal. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh shit. You know, you do feel bad for him. You know, it's for some reason. I know I'm just like going off no, I well, where you were going I, from, I, but yeah, but like, I completely agree. Yeah. That's the thing. And like, <sighs> and you find, I mean, I think it's a good point about, about Tony's reaction to, to, to Janice to, to get back to that. And so maybe, so why does he buy her the house? Is it because he feels like he feels sympathy for those kids? And he wants to like, just like lift, lift something off of them so that maybe Janice will stop being so angry and spiteful. Maybe. Yeah. And, And I think it's somehow connected to him really i mean she calls him out on it in that first scene with the two of them where she's like you want to blame us for the shooting and he can't really but he really wants to and i think that like he knows that and he ridicules the model railroading let's not forget yeah he also really passive aggressively attacks bobby every chance he can get and i think he feels bad and and i mean he should yeah he should because when bobby gets gets his eye almost put out it's like a legitimately scary scene. I mean, part of it has to do with the fact, like that shit's not happening to Polly Walnuts. I'm sorry, mm. but like you're, that's just, I don't see that happening to Polly or Chrissy for that matter. No, probably not. You yeah. know, but yeah. like it's Bobby and he's a little bit soft, but like he deserves a little bit of uh, sympathy. Yeah, you know, and a little boost. And and the the bottom line here's something that I never thought I'd say. Janice is right in that conversation. Which one at the beginning at, the, she, at Satrials? Yeah, yeah. When, when she, you know, when he Tony's reading a porno mag. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he like kind of just gently like puts it under his clipboard. He's like, "What do you need?" <laughs> um, but like, you know, Jan. I don't. I don't. I really don't think Janice is wrong there. I mean, I think that like Tony's right though in saying like, no matter what I did, you'd still be fucking complaining, mm-hmm. which she proves correct by the end of the episode or by the end of the season or something because mm. because she complains about someone letting the gardener go in that Livia passive aggressive borderline personality kind oh, of so way. I, I didn't remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She says, well, it would be easier if someone hadn't let the gardener go. Oh, and he shit. goes, Oh, the house wasn't enough. And she goes, I'm kidding. You know? And it's just like, Oh, mm-hmm. you're antisocial. And yeah, you know, but I think that it's a really interesting sort of come to Jesus with Janice because she says, I know that I annoy people. You know, it's clear that she's trying. She's like really trying. Yeah. Something's taking hold in her life. Right. Right. It, it, I think that she would be eradicated of all of this stuff if she wasn't, you know, perpetually in the mafia world, yeah. you know, but um, I think that I hate to say it. I think I feel like she's making progress and that's something that Tony sees. Yeah, possibly. But yeah. maybe he wants to do something nice for her. Well, yeah, but it's it's always self-serving in a way where it's just kind of like it's again, he's kind of like I'm not a bad guy. I, I gave my sister a nice house. I just happened to have stolen it from someone else yeah, that's for, a good point. you know, yeah. to for, you know. Uh all right, let's take a break though. We get to talk obviously more talk about more the therapy. episode. Yeah, more therapy. But also the the prequel. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks now, but we should probably talk about what we think we should pitch our ideas for the prequel cuz we are available. Oh yeah, that movie's coming out. Yeah. Um, we checked our avails and we can totally work on it. Turns out so, we're available. Yeah. Uh, we move things around so we can help out on the Sopranos prequel yeah. if you need anything. I had a brunch. Chaser. I had a brunch, but I, yeah, I don't have to go. You don't have to go. Yeah. yeah. We can, well, there'll be plenty of brunches once, once we're done with this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Believe you me. All right. We'll be right back. Let's talk about their battle scars. 
No fucking ZD is brought to you by the birthday cake for Jin, the marzipan flowers, the stuff behind the pool. No, an actual fucking cake. Evan and the bee. <laughs> How's your drive time? <laughs> I thought I'd throw that out there. You gotta throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to uh, we're WZTI. Back. No fucking ZD. <laughs> Evan and the bee. So got my second podcast wind. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Great. Perfect. Um, <laughs> it's gonna very carry enth- us through. Very enthusiastic. <laughs> I said to Brendan before this episode, I was like, I hope you're ready to carry this episode. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I got it. Throw yeah. it on my back. Um. <laughs> So, Melfi. Melf. So, Tony has, like, despite his alexithiomy and, like, mm-hmm. all of his insane, just his, his the fact that he's a sociopath and delusional and all that shit, he has an honest-to-goodness breakthrough in therapy. Mm. Is it? Yeah? Okay. Mm, I think so. He's he's very honest about some, some certain things. Well, that... he figures out why he actually hates Janice. Yeah. Because he's been busting her chops for, like, years and years. Right. Like, since, you know, she was this Vishnu come lately with her miso and her grunge pants. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's just, it's really interesting because, like, you know, no one ever asks. I mean, it's like, it's like kind of normal to hate your sister, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not so normal to do it in your 40s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, he kind of manages to, like continue with it and bust their chops because she is annoying you know she's mm-hmm. got issues and stuff like that but really so does he mm-hmm. and um he figures out that it's because she split and he had to stick with all of this like horrible shit and deal with their awful mother right yeah and um he's very angry about that and i don't know maybe he never put his finger on it before maybe he has mm-hmm. but i think it was it's some excellent clarity you know yeah, yeah. And he sort of does it on his own because he's throwing all this shit at Melfi and she's just not reacting to any of it. Like, if you ever need a special cut, you know, right. anything, just ask. Right. Please. That kind of thing. But he actually comes to some pretty gosh darn good conclusions, I feel like. Yeah, he does. He gets really worked up. Yeah. Um, so you can tell he's being honest, probably. And um, I think so. <laughs> and But yeah, I, I like the line, those scars are mine. I mean, it's... um. I got the scars, so it's mine. Right, yeah. Um, so, I I, th- I mean, I think you're right, and I think that maybe what kind of put it into, uh, or, you know, gave him some clarity about it, I mean, is that now he literally has this giant scar in his stomach, and he might not be able to, like, specifically blame them for that shooting, because it really wasn't their fault exactly, but now he can kind of be like, look, like, look I, I'm the one who fucking had to deal with all this stuff, yep, and yep, look yep. where it led me, you know? Wow, um, that was a you, you you took my give and go and you dunked the ball. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. an alley oop, I believe they're called. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so I ooped Again, it right in. Drunk, right? <laughs> yeah, well, drunk alley oop. I mean, who calls anything an alley oop <laughs> except for a drunk person? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. And then, and he's he's even having little revelations, not revelations, but he's being very honest in general in therapy. He talks about the the terms and conditions of his marriage or getting back together with Carmela there oh in my God. very clear terms. It's such but it's such bullshit. 
it is, but like even I was kind of duped rewatching it this time. Um, or at least it, it got past me when they, when they get back together at the end of season five and he's talking about his extracurricular activities and will no it, longer it, affect uh, you uh, or yeah, whatever. no longer like intrude on your life. You know, right. I kind of thought that Carmela didn't really understand what he was saying that she was just kind of like, Oh, he means he's never going to cheat on me again. But yeah. he says to Melfi, at least that the way he read that was, he was like, I'm going to keep doing it, but I'll, I'll, keep it away from the house yeah, like it was just it was yeah. more clear when he I says guess, this i guess the this question time. is d- d- is the mafia double speak lost on carm you know it's tough to say you know because in this very same episode she's basically saying send someone to threaten this guy to get me what i want you know that's true or intimidate at least you know did you bring yeah. gifts did you do this did you do that like did you bring a gift yeah, yeah she doesn't mean a rollerball no yeah you know and so and then i think he straight up says still brought cash i mean he's lying but he says still brought cash or something like that you know so yeah. like she knows something's up though she knows the rules yeah well i i was thinking about it a lot um, because like I, I was telling you that I spent a lot of time alone on I was away for work and just spent a crazy amount of time alone in a hotel room. Uh, so I just, did you ever find out what the beacon was? By the way, no, but I, I yeah everything comes back to the show in some way because I was in this hotel room in a uh, desert like city where it was just flat, looking out the window for miles and miles, and I. Really, I feel like I had a new understanding of of that of join the club and just what it really it really and truly does feel like you're living in purgatory when you're away. Yeah, on um, for like a work related thing. I gotta tell you, I love that shit. That's a great feeling. Just just yeah. the feeling of being gone. It's interesting, you know. You know, and then the people around you are just kind of like they're the people in your life now. You know, like I was traveling with the crew and like okay, it's like all right, it's them now. They've replaced everyone I've ever known. No, exactly. <laughs> and, that, you know, that, like, that's it's what just happens bizarre. to me when I when I go to when I go to Europe to like play shows or something like that. It's like a completely new set of friends. Yeah, my for, girlfriend never goes. Yeah, and like it's just like this completely different life where I can like wake up whenever and eat whatever. Yeah, and like. Oh hey, you want to come to this thing at seven tonight? And it's just like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. And you just do it. And home is just far away, and it's like all disembodied voices on the phone, and you know, like yeah. it's just bizarre. It, um, I think but, I, I love that feeling, but I can understand why some people would be a little bit like, "This is strange," you know. It get I just, it just gets strange after a couple days. I, I think, miss I, it. Yeah, now, that's true. But huh? it's like five days in, looking, like just opening up my window, and I just saw this highway of all this traffic all day long. Yeah, it never stopped. The, the traffic was just, it was such a busy area. Um, I just yeah, I don't know. Years later, it was suddenly like, oh, I get why that idea probably pops into David Jay's head. Of, I mean, of that's what happens oh, when you go to Manhattan. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> I, went, I was I usually live in Brooklyn, and yeah. I went to Manhattan uh, in Times Square, Times Square, where everyone goes. All the locals, where New Yorkers shop, yeah, exactly. as they say in uh, Kimmy Schmidt <laughs> at the M M&M and M store. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking about Carmela. I think was where I was going with this. Oh, baby, and just, me too. Just how, yeah, just she looks fantastic in seasons six A and B. By the way, I confirm uh, that five through six A B is fantastic. Four is uh, pretty incredible. Actually, yeah, basically from the divorce on, she looks incredible. Yeah, um, or the Furio years, really. Uh, <laughs> yes, but yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about just how really this season was kind of about just how complicit she really is. You know, she's denied it for so long. She yeah. cries at different therapists about it. The you know the Jewish mm-hmm. therapist from season three, the priest, um, I think from season five or four, yeah, um, and the African priest, right, yeah. and just kind of always kind of played it as if like, 
oh, I just love Tony. I'm just in this marriage with this guy. Like, he happens to do this thing, but I have nothing to do with that, really. And he's only really doing it for his family. But, like, season six starts with Tony, first of all, getting shot. He's in the hospital. And then it, it goes to yep. Melfi in, or uh, Carmela in a therapy session with Melfi saying, the minute I met Tony, I knew who that man was, yep. you know? And yep. then it really yep. kind of expands upon, like, how much she knew and what she was aware of and how complicit her and the kids are. And yep. we really, you know, you really see it now in this episode. Well, and it's and it's only been building because, like, basically since the divorce, she, yeah. she, she like, thought about getting divorced sort of on those grounds, um, you know, because he's amoral mm-hmm. etc um but uh essentially when they got back together it was a business deal yeah it was it was you know? I, but yeah I, I was like you i wasn't sure how much she knew that i think she takes that shit seriously you yeah know? now i'm kind of like oh no she was fully aware of that and yeah. probably does think he has a he has a new gamar out there somewhere even though yeah. he doesn't actually and for the first time ever but He'll try not soon. for long yeah. yeah or actually very next episode he'll take a, a nice young lady from the bing home i believe <laughs> and have some fun in the car oh yeah um, some, i believe it's listening to fog hat is, is it, it fog hat i can't incredible. remember it's something it's some some <laughs> some like schlocky great rock and roll song to get your dick sucked too that's great yeah um i always turn it on um so but yeah i mean uh so anyway going back to the therapy session it is it's it's very, honest to goodness breakthrough it is yeah it totally is um, and it seems like it's interesting because it seems like Melfi takes him less and less seriously. Mm. You know, she's she's become good at kind of removing herself emotionally from the situation. Yeah, which has to be hard. Yeah, as a therapist in general. Yeah, you know? she's kind of coasting right now. Yeah, she's coasting. She's taking his money. She's spinning his wheels a little bit, but not yeah. too much. You know, like it's not yeah. it's not over the top. Um, but it's interesting these things have to happen every now and then. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's like, well, something's happening, you know, mm-hmm. something's happening, but there's something happening here, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So let's, we got to talk about, we have lots to talk about here. Let's talk about Vito because Jesus. something happened in there too. Yeah. Um, well, Vito's kind of settled into his little life. Mm-hmm. He gets found out by Jimbo mm-hmm. who, who, uh, ambushes him at the library. <laughs> library. <laughs> just doodling away. Thought we'd never say that about the Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> he's like asking the some. Ca- he's on the phone with some casino, and he's like, "What else you got? Single yeah. deck blackjack, besides slot machines." Uh, he's so fucking boring. But like, he just like can't live without the rush. And when he follows Jimbo to the uh, to the uh, you know the church with the fire, mm-hmm. the firefighters and the whatnot. Um, he gets that rush again and it, and it, and it gets him going and he wants to stay out and fucking play darts and shit like that. You know, yep. he miss. you can just see it. It's all over him. He misses it. He makes this incredibly fattening Italian meal with like three courses. Sounds so, so good though. I know he calls salad Zalad, which yep. is one of the best parts of this whole series. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's how I pronounce it from here on out. Zalad. Yeah. Yeah. Pork chops with vinegar peppers. <laughs> I love that. Little, little it's a great thing. moment, actually. I feel bad now for shitting on this guy's acting abilities because it's actually a pretty good moment. It's a really good moment, and he's also a good... He, apparently, he was actually a chef before oh, he was really? an actor, and so when he's chopping those onions... Because I, I, when I first saw that, I was like, damn, that guy's got knife skills. Yeah, I can't do that. No, me neither. Yeah. I would fucking slice some shit off of myself. Yeah. It's yeah. no good. Yeah. Um, That's but, talent, baby. That's Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice scene. It's cute. It's good. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, clearly Vito is not long for that world. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to do the uh, the old Mo and Joe shit, you know? Just yep. doing the same shit 
for eternity, basically, <laughs> you yeah. know, under someone else's thumb, essentially. And just, one of, one of the know. greatest, uh, an infamous scene in Sopranos yes. land. Uh, yeah, it is. It him, is. him trying to w- do an honest day's work. Yeah. So I, when I first saw this and that scene came on, I was like, all right, I'm done with the veto stuff. But now it's just so fucking funny. I, I, know, I guess the, I just the didn't voiceover get voiceover even is yeah, funny. I know, you know, but I was like, oh, they're doing voiceover now? Like, oh no, this show is just, it's what's, really going, what's happening here? Yeah. yeah. But the voiceover is amazing. Uh, you know, every line I feel like is 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 gifable or memeable, basically. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that should be just the, like the, uh, someone should make that because I probably won't at this point. Um, yeah, uh, I love that he packed multiple sandwiches for lunch. Yes, <laughs> Jimbo knew. Jimbo <laughs> knew that he needed. Think multiple. of those sam- sandwiches Jim made. Yeah. Wow. Um. But yeah, I know we all know that feeling exactly, you know. Yeah, but not that bad. I want to know what time it was when he just assumed it was ten thirty. Was it like had he been he there must- for like a half an hour and he was like, "Gotta be ninety minutes already," you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe yeah. he's just a fucking idiot. Like, it's so funny and yeah. like honestly, that it, it's it's tragic in a lot of ways because I, I we've talked about this in a lot of ways. I part of me wishes that I took up something a living like that. Yeah, me too. I think it would be kind of cool to be outdoors and to build shit with your hands and to yep. feel sort of invigorated, you know? I feel like every time I leave New York and just kind of see that, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like, you know what? That seems sort of nice, actually. Yeah, I go you home know? sometimes and go fishing and like the deckhands on the boats are like yeah, all these yeah. marginal types. Yes. But like, I, it feels for some reason sort of akin to them. Me too, I, yeah. It's, I would I'd never survive in that lifestyle. No, because like, they're, all, my they're all crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all crazy, but like yeah. chain smoking like Marlboro Light 100s while yep. they like gut fish and like throw it into the water. I'm kind of down with that. But like mm-hmm. just to be outside and to soak it up and to like be down with the simplicity of being alive right. is unbearable for, for guys like Vito and Tony. Yeah. You know, it's the whole shark thing stopping moving thing you know right exactly that's because that was a, a full sentence um yes yeah that's a that's a nice little way to put it though just the simplicity of being alive you know that's mm-hmm. that's something that that's you know it'd be nice for all of us to do that from time to time and it's I so think easy to have that be lost on you right you know what i mean right. like oh I, mean, I, I got paid late or like uh or just there's traffic. My, my dick hurts. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you've been punching it the entire time. <laughs> I keep looking over, and Evan's just punching himself in the dick, and then look at look at me all I, sad. I told you you were going to carry this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ran four miles this morning because it's half marathon season, and I haven't run in so long. And also. I was at work until 9 a.m. a couple of days in a row, yeah. so I have like a completely flipped schedule. So I basically got up at like a very early time according to my body yeah and did something incredibly exerting yeah and now i'm just like floating on thin air yeah <laughs> you know i'm feeling i'm i'm all fu- i was also on like a night schedule and i'm all fucked up now yeah. but i didn't run so that's that's uh that's why i'm carrying this right now <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm running good. right now we're both running as we do this well but... you'll get paid extra for this episode okay yeah thank you i wasn't gonna say it but <laughs> you've offered it now it's okay I, um, you'll get my my invoice for the graphic design for the new logo soon. Oh yeah, which I've had to reach out to iTunes about because that's not updating on on my end, or I don't know if on the podcast people out end? there. Yeah, yeah. On SoundCloud, on, the new SoundCloud. thing is up, but somewhere in the the feed from SoundCloud to iTunes is, is there's a broken something in there. Yeah. So we do have a new logo. <laughs> Go to SoundCloud.com. Yeah. To check it out. And uh, uh, it's uh, a, dir- it's I a direct rip off of 
this American life. We're coming for you, Glass. Well, we're yes. As far as we're concerned, we're in a battle with this yeah, American life absolutely. and Ira Glass specifically. We'd like to get some questions uh, next week about what we about Ira Glass. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. anything you want to know because we have yeah. some fucking dirt on Ira Glass. Do you think that like in the Venn diagram of podcast listeners between No Fucking ZD and This American Life, there's anything in the middle? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Really? Okay, we good. had some Bernie guys, <laughs> so I oh, feel yeah, like yeah. yeah. Uh, we definitely have some uh, some uh, Duck Dynasty type guys, though. <laughs> we have uh, we're uh, the cross the spectrum. Yeah, and also by the way, we got a listener some kind from of spectrum. That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> our, our listeners uh, are, might be on a spectrum. We got speaking of our listeners, we got a message from someone uh, from South Africa over the past couple weeks. Which, That's not farther away than Australia. Okay, I've never looked at a map. So wait, I'm gonna Google Maps it. I don't think it is, but they they think that maybe they're 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 the farthest. I don't know. Um, Evan's looking up a map. He's just pulled out a giant book. He's unfolding the map and <laughs> pinning it to the wall. We got a protractor. Uh huh. And T square. Uh, yep. He's doing math South problems. South Africa on directions to South Africa. Yeah. Can't find a way there. Hmm. Well, this book. The map book says, just can't said find that. find a way there. Yeah, that's just on the page. He just showed me. <laughs> so, who knows? We'll find out. Yeah. Um, so uh, Somebody Google distance to South Africa. Just give us any distance. We'll wait. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we'll wait here until you're just done. Give us a distance. Name any distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Vito and his life. Too so, bad. Vito, yeah. I mean, he, he can't handle the regularness of life, you know, basically. Yeah. Um, he says he has to kill again. <laughs> That's what he says at the beginning. He's like, I just got to kill someone. <laughs> and so at the end, he does. And then he goes home. He actually has like a Dracula accent. And he's like, I haven't had the taste yeah. of blood yeah, in yeah, ages. <laughs> yeah, um, he's been on that diet. I mean, so. I guess I, I guess it's it, 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 I would, it behooves me to point out that like, I guess being an openly proud gay man. I don't know if they're like super out of the closet, but he's a proud gay man in this community. Mm -hmm. Clearly, like they live together. They park their motorcycles next to each other, yep. which is classic gay. Yep. And so, and by the way, everyone <laughs> who's done that, it's a symbol, you right. know. Yeah. Um. Basically, it's not enough for him. Yeah. To to leave his life alone, he'd rather go back to hiding. Yeah, well, there's which no... I guess makes sense because he was trying to in the first place. He didn't ask to be sort of wrenched out of the closet. He wasn't looking for him. Yeah, you know, you think you I was think looking for he... you? That's a good scene. It is a good scene. It's a really well written scene. You yeah. know, my heart's a fucking lump. You yeah. think? And now this? You think I was looking for you? It's <laughs> yeah. a really good scene. Yeah. And then they say, "Call me by your name," and then they both say each other's <laughs> names. Um... My friend sent me a text today. He was in Belgium, and he said, "He said every boy here looks like that Timothy Showermat guy." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's just he. The action is just is too enticing. The mafia world yeah. is just too enticing. Not only that, but the, just the easy everything's just handed to you lifestyle is, is really what it is. And it's constant it's, distraction. You can live with yourself, you know? Yeah, that too. Um, but also, yeah, it's 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 all of those things. You know, it's it's it's. Oh, you just, don't have to crap on my point. I mean, you know, I get it. Okay, well. <laughs> Then in that case, it was fucking stupid. Not, <laughs> fucking um, stupid. But, you know, yeah, everything's handed to him. Uh, the, yep. the the night's just getting started at midnight, which I, I know that feeling, you know. All those guys, for some reason, they all know to leave at the same time at the bar, and he's just like, hey, we're just, the night's just getting started. I've it's been like, on oh, both man. sides of that. Like, tonight I might be like, hey, I'm ready to go. Yeah. But on other nights I might be like, what the fuck? You know, like, how about some dots? Yeah. You know, I go into the whole thing. You do, you yeah. know. You always Five bucks a point. What do you say? <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I mean it's very uh, it's a very Sopranos storyline because we've seen yep. it we've seen it again and again every season basically. Uh, you know, yep. Tony B last season was trying to go on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, we know where he ended up. Well, and not and, to downplay it, but it's a lot of work to have status in the real world, just mm-hmm. like it's a lot of work to have status in the mafia world. Yeah, starting but over these, is tough. Th- these and... guys have got nothing. It's like they, you know, it, it, it's a lot like. Uh, Oh, here's my fucking alley oop for the day. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like um, uh, what's uh, the the Polish maid's husband, um, mm. Stasiu Osilius. Yes, it's a lot like him. How he's like That's a rocket a scientist good... or some sh- some shit in Poland. Yeah, and then he comes over here and he's driving a cab. Right. That's exactly what happens to Vito when he's out of the out of the life. Boom. I'm gonna I would drop the mic, but I'm not <laughs> nice. exactly holding it. Yeah, right don't. Now. We need to keep recording. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly though. Exactly. So we'll see what happens. You know, next week he's back. He's uh he's driving by Satrials at the end of this episode. So um, well, he shoots we... the guy in New Hampshire. Oh yeah, we should. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, 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 I think he's in Massachusetts. Maybe the guy's Massachusetts lights uh, license plates. Yeah. Rather, also uh, that we see a state trooper car while he's driving, listening to that oh. fucking Frank Sinatra song, like oh, basically yeah. jerking himself off with the music that he's listening to. Yeah, a little. That's a little much. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I have a problem with that actually, because also the music stops as soon as he hits the other car. And it's just a slightly, it's just a little tiny detail that they usually get right on the show, that the music just wouldn't stop like that. That's all I'm saying. Oh, right. I don't it's know. It's kind of scorsese though. Yeah. I like how, like, those hard cuts, but he wasn't listening to Dropkick Murphys, so. No, yeah, which Obviously, everyone wasn't does. a nod to Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only thing that anyone in Boston listens to is that, and they're all named Mike, Chris, or John. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but that guy's from Massachusetts. I wish they just didn't try the accent. I wish, uh, even the New Hampshire guys, it's just, none of it sounds great. I know, but, I, like, I, I, you know, I think I they got know. everything else about the Massachusetts guy right. Like, yeah. he drives a Grand Wagoneer. Yeah. I love yeah. that. He's wearing a vest. Yep. And also, he said, I'm getting my mail. You're driving like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like he really th- like that guy in that moment thinks that that's like a huge burn, you know? Yeah. He's like, clearly yeah, has no idea him. what he's dealing with. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then uh, it's also worth pointing out that uh, Vito shoots this guy in the back of the head, much like he shoots Jackie April. I know. Yeah. Oh, very similar shots. Yeah. 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 Um, Bigger gun. True. And then I love, I love when he's pulling his car. He's like, motherfucking cocksucker. <laughs> like, that must have been a really fun little ADR session, actually. Yeah. Okay, just come in here, stand in the booth, and yeah. yell things like that for 10 minutes. You think they had someone, like, step on his toe or something like that, like, <laughs> just to get him going? Or, yeah, <laughs> like, they just annoyed him in like, some put way. put a pebble in your shoe <laughs> and jump up and down. <laughs> Make the table slightly angled so everything falls off. And then just he'll yell. <laughs> motherfucking bitch. He'll do that. Um... So, anything else? I mean, uh, you know, we got a lot of... Tony was all over the place in the episode. Uh, I liked his meal with the Nolans guys, although that oh, accent yeah. was, like, a little much, too. Those guys were a little, little, little too much with the acting. Yeah. One of them, the, I swear, is, like, a Disney Channel actor. He's the dad from uh, Boy Meets World. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. And now the grandfather from Girl Meets World. Oh, God. Yeah. Say it ain't so. Uh, this is why I canceled cable, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's the dad from Boy Meets World. Uh, That's who it is. Yeah, and Honestly, they would have been some better off stuff. with Mr. Uh, Feeney. Yeah, he would have been good. He would have been good. <laughs> Imagine with the mustache and the vest. Yeah. <laughs> like, well. He should have been like the judge in Johnny Sack's trial or something like that. That would have been good. Yeah. Just like a reunion episode for another show. <laughs> yeah. And then they need like the neighbor from Home Improvement just over the fence. 
You should have just been there. It's like carrying a fence around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's an awkward so, dinner so or whatever. That. Tony's yeah. a good negotiator. The rest is, you know, we, we covered it. There's uh, Well, and yeah, we did cover it, but Carmela is jealous again of Angie and, and she, yep. her, she's not done with her spec house stuff. And no, obviously the Adriana not. stuff is going to come up big time in the next episode. And she needs help with it. And then also, oh, the other thing is Meadow. Like uh, yet another oh, reason why, yeah. you know, we should mention that Tony kind of, you 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 alluded to it, but Tony puts the kibosh on the whole, uh, you know, nudging the inspectors for the spec house right. thing because a lot of shit's falling by the wayside. Right. You know, like Meadows around, <clears throat> and she was really hoping for fresh blueberries, but uh, mom hasn't shopped. Yeah. <laughs> she's still such a fucking brat. Yeah. It's she's... like unbelievable. And then yeah. she's <laughs> when she's like confiding in Tony, and. And the, the microwave beeps because his oatmeal's ready, and he's like looking over, and he's just like, oh, God damn it. I love that. I know that feeling, though. Oh, totally, like, yeah. just out of bed, you're like, that's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, hold on five minutes, and I'm all yours, you know? Yeah. But he's also, Tony, I mean, you're not like Tony, but Tony's especially selfish, though, and, and she's sitting there <laughs> complaining about her selfish boyfriend or selfish fiance, and it's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Like, I wonder why. In this episode about, like, wanting to, like, fuck your family members in some way. It's like, I wonder why you went for a selfish guy like Finn, and here's Tony. Finn's not that bad. He's not that They've bad. They've just been no, growing but... apart forever, and he likes to go to the movies with his friend. Yeah. So he went. Right. <laughs> he said he'd be back early. Uh, but yeah, I love the oatmeal detail. Even just the fact that, like, yeah. he... She starts crying, and he takes the time to put her in the microwave before he goes over to comfort her, which is <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Great. Um, and that's actually why he he decides not to do the spec house, is that Carmela should have been the one sitting there talking to her. It's yeah, all very well, passive-aggressive. Well, one of the first things he says is, is is you know who's great to talk to about this stuff? Your mother. Your mother. <laughs> before he even, like, consoles her at all. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, so that, I think, does it. It's um, also just like a classic sitcom moment, though, in a lot is. of ways. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be a murderer to be insensitive. Yeah. Because he's a man. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> it's television. Um, so they have announced that there is going to be a prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, it's called. Um, oh, Jesus. A 1960s... Are we going to have to do another podcast? <laughs> I don't know. We're trapped. We're in <laughs> yeah. purgatory. I think yeah, this is that's it. what this is. Uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh, fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I still feel like it's going to have to be really good because I still feel the same way I did when we talked about this before, I think, yeah. We've, because yeah. you think the chaser was fucking with us with that question from a while back? Like, what do you think a sequel would or a prequel would look like? Because someone asked that question, I swear, or we discussed it when we were at that the vulture fest thing or the no, 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 no. I think that the chaser is like has an assumed Twitter handle and he's fucking with us. And like oh, he asked oh, some questions about like what, do you, what would you think about a Sopranos pre- prequel? I remember talking about that, and yeah, I'm still in the same place where I don't think we need that like you know striped t-shirt jeans with you know tucked in Converse you know ragtag fifties mafia shit right yeah. now. And so like I mean we kind of need that as much as we need like we have so much of that shit. Right. We need more of that like we need another World War 2 movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so it better I don't know. I I mean I think that it could be really great. I just think that clearly there's going to be like more of an angle to it. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be more local to Newark rather than New York cuz almost everything that's out there is from is is New York or Brooklyn. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, whether it's whether it's uh um Goodfellas or Bronx Tale, like whatever what have you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they're kind of It's always New York, yeah. It's always New York. Yeah. And so maybe it'll be like 
especially gritty or something or or have an interesting angle to it because you know I feel like the the more we get of these, the more it's like, oh yeah, and there was the postman down the street, and he'd go, "Hey, Vinny," and it's just yeah. like all like it's so impossible to avoid cliches in that situation. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, yeah. I looking back, I don't love the '60s flashbacks Me we neither. get. You know, yeah. like Down Neck. There's there's interesting stuff in there because it like relates to the modern storyline, but it's, right. it's not like I, I yeah I didn't ever love those episodes. I, maybe I said that on the podcast, maybe not. I don't remember. Yeah, no, no, but, we talked about that. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah, and also um yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Maybe let Sleeping Dogs Lie. I I don't know, but. Yeah, you know, I I'm agree. still going to see it for sure. And it it sounds more like it's actually kind of about the race riots of the 1960s. And it just happens to be in the Sopranos universe. And I wonder if maybe oh, that's, that's cool. Then that's yeah, really cool. Well, that's I mean, specifically, I think that's what the plot is about is like the race riots. And that also maybe Johnny Boy Soprano might show up and Junior might show up. But who really but knows? It's not going to be about John Boy and Junior. I kind of hope not, you know? I mean, the yeah. thing about prequels is that you already kind of know... You, you might not know the, the, spe- the specific ending for that story, that right. but you know eventually where it goes. Like, okay, eventually these guys are going to grow up. Johnny Boy's going to have Tony. Tony's going to go on to be the character that we know and love already. John Boy does not get shot in this scene. Yeah, he's not going to... Right, there's no real suspense about, like, yeah. is Junior going to die? Like, it's, So it's kind of tough with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wonder if this was maybe a case of, like, he had a great idea about... I mean, he loves New Jersey, and he loves writing about his home. Yeah, he loves telling stories about New Jersey. Yeah. It, I, what, what did he say? He's like, it's such a peculiar place or something is, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also it's, you know, the race rides thing is kind of timely for right now. You know, I mean, for, yeah. for 2008, surprisingly, because we're having 60, 70 years. I mean, yeah, literally, you know, so it's, uh, it's the whites that are it, rioting now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, with Charlottesville happening and, and just all this other just horrible fucking shit. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like Duck dynasty, yeah but specifically <laughs> duck dynasty. Uh, it just seems like maybe that was the the impetus i guess is like oh that's where it came from it's he kind of looked around and looked at today's modern landscape and was like you know like yeah. this relates to stuff from the 1960s and also yeah. maybe to get it sold it kind of helped to be like maybe at the end of the pitch meeting he was like and uh it's a sopranos, sopranos prequel, right in there yeah it's <laughs> a sopranos <laughs> you know? prequel yeah yeah cuz i i don't think a i don't think a newark race riots movie gets gets bought unless it's like amazing and and martin scorsese directing and you know that's true but i think a a newark 1960s movie that is also sopranos adjacent does get made you know i think that sounds really cool and it's, yeah and you're right it is very timely mm-hmm. I, I i like that very much and also i think that it's imp- it's an important thing to highlight these days you mm-hmm. know because there's so much of this country that's like racism's over mlk did his thing you yeah. know and it's, like there's like no history uh, uh, yeah, yeah it's, amazing, it's like crack yeah. a fucking book but Many yeah. of these people apparently have HBO, so yeah, you know, so maybe. Well, this is going to be in the theaters too, which I think is like I kind of would have almost really? rather like an eight episode miniseries or or even less, maybe or or, so or maybe one feature. Yeah. Oh. So I well, feel like well, the chaser said when he when he did his talk, he's like, "I'm never doing that shit again." <laughs> you know what I mean? TV. Yeah, yeah, because it's just so much work, and it's yeah. like it just like takes years off of your life. It's like. I, I loved what he said when he was like, he was like, there's nothing like being a showrunner because you show up and no matter how right everything is, you're like, why is his fucking hat on the hook like that? Yeah. Why do you think he would ever put his fucking hat yeah. on the hook like that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and like lose your shit. Yep. 
I can't imagine having that much responsibility. It's and a lot. I'm caring sure, yeah. about anything that much, yeah. frankly. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, but even still, you know, I don't know. I, I like, you know, it's too bad. I wish he kind of was making this a series or something, you know, because yeah, it's still he's he's younger than David Lynch, and David Lynch just came back and made the new Twin Peaks, and that was like maybe his best work by far. I mean, maybe not by far, but I personally, I feel like it was just up there. And David and Simon's s- still doing his thing, you know. Yeah, David da- Simon's. 15 to 20 years younger, I would yeah, say, but, though. Yeah, but David Simon, Simon's made a lot more television. He has, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's been go- he, like, never really stops. Yeah, and, it's, it's And the chaser impressive. takes big, long breaks, yeah, as we yeah, know. he's like us, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's like us, not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like it's a movie that will probably be critically applauded, or critically uh, lauded, rather, and, and but no mm. one... I feel like it's not going to make a lot of money, but it'll be a movie yeah. that critics and like fans of the show really love. Yeah, it might be one of those things where like it has more legs because of who's associated with it and dropping that S word, you yeah. know? And also, they he's not directing, so we'll see. I mean, if they get mm. if they get Martin Scorsese, I mean, you know, that could well, be a well, huge thing. What if it's someone that worked on The Sopranos? Like, there are a lot of great directors in there that are still yeah. working. Oh, I, f- I feel like a movie studio... It's it's sad to say because it's like television has totally caught up as far as an art form with movies. Television has f- has zoomed past. Probably, the yeah. But I think ways. that like you know, there's still the oh, it's a movie. You need to have a movie director come in and handle it. You know, yeah. like I don't know, then James we, Cameron. James Cameron <laughs> should definitely do it, <laughs> and it should be in 3D. Music by Celine Dion. <laughs> yes, I'm fucking there for that. Um, uh, who right. knows? Who knows what we'll get? So, so as as uh, as as red as the D girl would say, we'll have a wait and see attitude. Well, exactly. When it comes to this exactly. One. <laughs> uh, and hopefully they call again. We've checked our avails, and we are uh, we are available to do it. Um, Whenever. So let's take whatever works for you. Yeah, <laughs> we're here. Take a couple of questions here. Um, Did we get a lot? Are we overloaded? Uh, there was a couple and. Uh, and uh, I grabbed, you know, I grabbed a few and uh, here we'll go. Uh, this one comes from Gary Cooper at Salam- Salamanca 629. Um, wow, away- th- that's like a whole lot of reference. This guy's called Gary Cooper. Yep. Cooper. Like the strong silent type. Yeah, but with an A-H at the end. That's so, cool. Like, uh, and then Salamanca, that's the guy from uh, Breaking's Bad. Oh, oh, that's true. Salamanca is the last name of someone I went to high school with who's so not like a Breaking Bad character. I can't, I can't think of it that way. Uh, um, so he's like realistic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Burn. Uh, take away the cut to black and make the indictments the season six cliffhanger. What does a final season season seven look like? How does it play out? Also, how do you two mental midgets deal with the regularness of life? <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about that. Yeah. Well, beer and weed, I guess, and and fried food, essentially, and sports, and sports. Yeah, watching, Dr- drunk and sports. Doing. Yeah, yeah, getting um, getting fucked up, and uh, I'm trying to learn how to bake bread. You know. Are you really? I feel like that's the final frontier as far as cooking goes. I've never fried anything. I've never deep fried anything. Mm. So that's, for me, I just don't want to clean up. But <laughs> like baking bread a, is a, a, a science, you know? I know. You get I'm right. not very scientific. It's, yeah, you, you can't, like, mad scientist the ingredients for baking bread. Someone actually gave me a, a recipe for, like, easy bread that you make in a cast iron skillet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And it was it's going to be dank. Nice. I'm not eating bread still though, so it's like this ironic. So you're thing. just making it for other people. <laughs> just throwing it, yeah. throwing it at people. Nice. Um, um, so what would so let's just say season six ended with Carlo. Uh, season six B. Yes. So Is that what we're talking about. Yeah. So Made in America. Instead uh, of ending in Holston's, it ends with Carlo test, or they find out Carlo's going to testify. How do you think a season seven plays out? Also, what does it look like? Just describe what it looks like. Uh, it's in color. Mm-hmm. 
Um, by the way, I should say there's a baby crying next door and we can vaguely hear it. So if you hear a baby crying, it doesn't belong to either of us. Okay. I was, yeah. I didn't want to ask. Yeah. If you had a baby here and you didn't want to tell me, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've been hiding my son from okay, you for great. years. Perfect. Um, so, uh, Carlos testifying. I, I think it plays out. There would be, I'm, I'm sure there would be a lot of nods to Godfather too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that it plays out something like that. I think it's, I think it's sort of an arms race in terms of like what they can do to make that shit not happen. Yeah. I think it would be, um, you know, sort of, uh, it'd be like watching a, a season long game of risk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it ends with Tony getting locked up. Yeah. I think I, yeah, maybe, or maybe, maybe, <sighs> oh, maybe being that David Chase is so brilliant, he would have done something like eventually they find a way to get to Carlo and put him down mm-hmm. and Tony gets away with it. Not, maybe not scot free, but like he's, he, he gets to kind of move along. You yeah. know what I mean? But he has to live with the the I'd like but this was clearly like the hardest thing that he's had to go through and he has to live with this never ending stress and it could be the compan- companion to season six A mm-hmm. where he gets shot. You know yeah. what I mean? So you see like the possibilities of death and jail and just and that it's inevitable. It's all inevitable. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think that I don't know, knowing the show I feel like he would just ultimately get away with it, but of course the living hell that he's in would just get worse in some way. Yeah. And maybe they you know Carmella might leave him. Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, uh, at, well, really what it would be is he'd be just like fully exposed to the world. Although I guess they kind of already did that in season in the season we're on now because AJ was on TV talking about grown up Soprano. And yeah, but, you know, yeah, I feel like maybe there would be more um, just general like family secrets coming out in, in testimonies and stuff. And Oh, yeah. Good call. And he, he would probably be surprised. Maybe we could get some like. uh some witness protection guys coming back that we yeah. have heard of in the past. Like, uh, oh, I guess he killed the guy in Maine. But do we know anyone else who is actually in witness in witness protection? Mm. Oh, uh, Patriel. Patriel oh, might yeah. come Where'd back. Where'd he go? Yeah, true. He's, he's in Arizona selling lawn furniture. Right, true, true. Yeah, yeah so maybe that, maybe that happens. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of personal, it'd be really funny personal secrets that would get exposed in court and he'd be mad about them. Yeah. And AJ uh, kills himself again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great AJ, question. AJ killed himself at the end of season two, but the like the, the dead AJ yeah. going on for the rest of the series. He had a couple of lives left. Yeah. Um this one comes from uh at Rodent Gal. I like that. Do you Hot. think do you, do you think Carmela would have turned on Tony at all had she found out the truth about Adriana? Evan's thinking, Damn. punching himself in the dick. Yeah, people are really on top of this shit this week. Yeah, it's catching me by surprise. What do you think? Uh, no, I think she would find a way to somehow twist it so that he was still innocent in some way, and that the so, government yeah. was after her, her like own that. personal gain. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, last one. This is the very last one. This one comes from at J Samotin. Uh, who on the Sopranos do you think would enjoy and appreciate a meal at Great NY Noodle Town the most? First of all, have I mentioned Great NY Noodle Town on the the show? We must have at some point. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm feeling a little weird about this. (laughs) By far the best restaurant in New York City. I think Tony could live with it for sure. Mm-hmm. If it was over some business deal, yeah, he was making totally. like tons of money and then pay because they take cash only. He loves that. Yep. Um, 
Paulie would be weirded out by like the fried crab or something. Yeah, he wouldn't like the he wouldn't like the servers. He'd be like, they're not very nice. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's part there'd of the be, charm. There'd be some problem. Yeah. I feel like Finn would be really into it because it's like multicultural, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Are we just Finn? We might just be Finn, basically. Yeah. AJ would hate it. Yeah. Carmella would hate it. Yeah. Meadow would also be in the Finn boat, I think. It'd be like, yeah, you but to, you she, have to understand. She deep down actually hate it. Right. Because she, she wants fresh blueberries. Right, right. Which they do not have. <laughs> no, they definitely don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so that wraps it up. Um, Thank God. We'll be back at some points. We'll surprise you at some point with the podcast. This is the longest episode in a while. Is it really? Okay, sorry. Should tide everybody over. Um, Are you apologizing? I'm just apologizing <laughs> to everyone at home. He's planning a and, wedding for Christ's sake. And their families. Um, okay, so uh, we'll be back at some point to talk about uh, Cold Stones. Cold big, Stones Creamery, one of big, my favorite yep, episodes. Yep, they all get ice cream. <laughs> In the next episode. That together. cake batter flavor. Yeah. Whoa, daddy. We're going to talk exclusively about, exclu- exclusively about Rosalie on the back of that motorcycle is what we're going to talk about. I put it on the back of my motorcycle. Oh, hell yeah. I actually, I'd actually <clears throat> rather be on the back of her motorcycle. Yeah, because I'm scared. If she pulled if she pulled up outside with a chopper and like a little sidecar, I'd totally get in the <laughs> sidecar and be like, take nice. me away, baby. Nice. Let's go screw. Rosalie, come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sharon Angela, we're here. Um, all right. So. That's that. Bye. <laughs>